Hello everyone, welcome to the Archives Guy podcast. Episode 5, Jacob Hespler, A Man of Vision. After a few themed episodes, we're going to return to more specific episode topics. I originally planned to start moving towards incorporating video episodes, however, due to the ongoing pandemic and my not being entirely uh, confident enough to start videotaping episodes, we're going to stick with audio for now. We will get there, don't worry. I just need more time to plan out episodes, and to be honest, I've been lacking a little bit in the motivation department lately. I also want to wait until life is somewhat uh, like back to normal, as um, the situation in Waterloo Region isn't really the best at the moment. So uh, once things start uh, getting a little easier, we'll uh, take a look at uh, going back into the, um, the video podcasting. So, Looking back... Uh, episode two, we were looking at uh, the early history uh, of uh, Galt in the early 1800s, along with its founders, um, William Dixon Sr. and Absalon Shade. This episode, we're going to take a look back at the early history of Hespler and the man who, while he wasn't its founder, per se, is the man responsible for its growth from a small settlement to a thriving town. I'm talking about its namesake, uh, Jacob Hespler himself. In my humble opinion, Jacob is the most influential figure in the development of the communities that became Hespler, as obviously he played a huge role in Hespler, but did you know that he also played a huge role in the development of Preston? He even owned property in Galt. He was a giant of a figure in local history, and the early of, um, history of Hespler is as much a biography of the man as the town that bears his name. First, we're going to go back and look at Hespler pre-Jacob. Hespler, like Galt, sits on the land along the Grand River, granted to the Six Nations by the Crown in 1784. Whereas Galt sits on Block 1, Hespler is part of Block 2, which also includes Preston, among others, and was part of Waterloo County. In 1798, Block 2 and its more than 90,000 acres were sold to Richard Beasley and his partners. These men were looking to, in turn, resell the land to settlers. The settlers that would settle on this land were a totally different group than Galt. Whereas Galt would be settled by Scots, mainly, Block 2 caught the interest of German-speaking Mennonites from Pennsylvania. Once again, I'm going to refer to one of my favorite sources, Jim Quantrell's A Part of Our Past. This book does an excellent job of detailing the early history of uh, Hespler, as well as Galt and Preston, and even Blair. He notes that in one of uh, these, um, he notes that one of the first of these Pennsylvania Deutsch or Pennsylvania Dutch, they were actually German speaking, um, to arrive was a man by the name of Abraham Clemens. Clemens arrived in 1809 and purchased just over 500 acres of land from Beasley. Later, Cornelius Panabaker, whom Quantrell credits as being the uh, settlement's first blacksmith arrived and built a forge on his farm in the Beaverdale area. Panabaker would later partner with Joseph Oberhauser to build the settlement's first sawmill when they purchased land on both sides of the Speed River in 1823. This would be washed away by floodwaters shortly after and not rebuilt after being deemed to be too small. Oberhauser in 1830 would purchase a larger tract of land, which included much of the future site that became Hespler. He would deed some of that land to his sister Susanna and her husband Michael Berge. The Bergies would settle on this land, and according to a part of our past, were thought to be Hespler's first residence. 
The settlement's first name was Bergytown, after these two uh, people. It would not last long, though, as it would be known as New Hope shortly after. So backing up a few names ago to Abraham Clemens. Are you keeping up with them all by now? Clemens, in 1835, built a dam across the Speed River right by Guelph Avenue in uh, Queen Street area today. This location leads us to the next and greatest figure in Hespler's history. Enter Jacob Hespler. Born in 1811 in Einigen, Germany, to a family that had ties to Hungarian nobility, he was educated in France and eventually emigrated to Canada. He spent time in the United States, specifically the Chicago area, working in the fur trade for John Jacob Astor, the richest man in America at the time of his death. And later, Jacob worked in Canada for the Hudson's Bay Company. He eventually settled in the German-speaking community of Preston in 1835, about the time Abraham Clemens built the dam that would be home to Hespler's business empire. In Preston, he would also make a long-lasting impact. Here he opened a store with another man named Yost. Mr. Yost ran into some financial difficulties in the U.S., and this left Jacob Hespler with the store all to himself. Jacob, however, was a man of great ambition, and this would barely scratch the surface of it. He wanted to build a grist mill that would allow him to compete with the most prominent family in Preston at the time, the, the founding family, the Herbs. He tried to do this at the confluence of the Grand and Speed Rivers. Now, a confluence is where two rivers meet. It actually uh, is one of my favorite spots in Preston, and I've probably taken a hundred photos uh, of there over the year. Um, just in behind Preston High School, um, you can actually uh, go and view the point yourself. So the problem for Jacob, though, is that he didn't actually own the water light, uh, rights to this spot, so he ended up having to abandon it. After this, uh, he ended up building um, his grist mill on King Street in 1839, a stone building that still stands today right beside the giant tiger store. He also built a store um, and became a very successful businessman and prominent citizen. Um, he also became the first fire chief of Preston in 1844, and even um, serving as the village reeve, a position that in uh, smaller towns in Ontario was uh, used in the place of the title mayor. Just a year later, in 1845, his destiny called, and he made his way up the Speed River, purchasing the land uh, previously owned by Abraham Clemens, who, pre uh, who had actually just recently passed away. Um, and this uh, land actually included the uh, area with the dam that uh, Clemens had built. The sleepy settlement of New Hope would never be the same. Hasbro began reshaping the settlement of New Hope by first completely rebuilding the dam across the Speed River. The new dam was much larger than the previous one. He also built a massive gravel burn, uh, burn roughly 1,900 uh, feet long, to channel the river towards the dam to increase the power that could be uh, generated. You need to remember that this is uh, at the time um, where um, this is how power was generated at the time, using um, the river and the water. This berm was actually the equivalent of more than 6,000 dump trucks full of gravel. There's a lot. Um, this project would change everything for New Hope. It would never be the same after this project. After the dam was rebuilt, development began at an incredible rate. First up came a grist mill in 1847, followed by a sawmill and a cooperage. 
In case you didn't know what a uh, cooperage is, it's where you work with timber to create barrels and casts, among other things. Confession, I had to look this up because I had no idea what a cooperage was. Um, next, Jacob built a gas house, a distillery, and in 1861, a stone woolen mill. Now, the land where the distillery was is actually right now uh, in the uh, vacant field uh, beside the Forefathers Brewery. It's kind of a good place for Forefathers to have been built. So the woolen mill is actually still standing today. It was recently redeveloped into the Riverbank uh, Lofts uh, condominiums. I was really happy that the site was uh, preserved as it was uh, such a key part of Hespler's development. Other buildings that formed part of Hespler's complex were um, a vinegar works, a dye house, and then eventually a fire hall and a town hall. Jacob even had a building built to house the workers of his businesses. This is a quick rundown of the empire that Jacob Hespler built in the period between 1845 and 1868. If you want a more visual description of, of this, uh, what I've been talking about, um, I have a great uh, video uh, resource to recommend for you. On YouTube, check out Cambridge Historial Part 3. This was created by local history buff and friend of the show, Marty Lachance. Now, Marty is also the man responsible for the Archives Guy podcast logo. Uh, thanks, Marty. His Hespler Historial is a 24-minute video giving you a then-and-now look at Hespler's history and gives you a great visual description of Jacob Hespler and his business empire. He's also made a similar video on Galt and Preston that were done previously, but the Hespler video is an evolution of the previous two. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. So I skimmed over a slightly important event in Hespler's history. 1859 was a huge year for the growing settlement. This is when Small New Hope was incorporated at the, as the village of Hespler. If there was ever um, somewhere where naming a village after a prominent citizen was appropriate, it's Hespler. Jacob's businesses transformed the settlement completely. He even helped uh, get the uh, Great Western Railway to come to Hespler on the uh, Galt to Guelph route. The construction of the railway inspired Hespler, Jacob, to have a census done of New Hope. The population qualified it to be incorporated as a village, and it was named after its most prominent citizen, who also served as the first reeve from 1859 until 1862. Now, this was right after his term as reeve of Preston ended. So, uh, as, and he was also serving at the time as, the, uh, as Preston's representative on the first Waterloo County Provisional Council. He was also a huge benefactor of both the Lutheran and Catholic churches, helping to get both churches built. How one man could have the time and the energy for all these pursuits is beyond me. Um, it's the late 1860s, and Jacob Hesper's empire is thriving. It's now a village that bears his name, and he overlooks it from his home on the hill on Guelph Ave, which is still there today and marked with a sign. He was at the peak of his power and influence. Sadly, this would change when in January of 1870, a fire broke out at his woolen mill, causing more than $70,000 in damage, half of which would be covered by insurance. Now, $70,000 in 1870 is a lot of money. This would cripple Jacob's empire. He had much of it le um, left to his son to sell, and he would actually leave Hespler um, 
after this event uh, and lived in California for over a decade. Um, he would return in early um, the early 1880s. Hessler's favorite son and greatest citizen died on March 22nd, 1881. He is buried in New Hope Cemetery. Jacob Hessler was a giant of a man. It cannot be overstated how influential he was, not just in what became Hessler, but Preston as well, and even to a very smaller extent, Galt. He, um, so much of his influence is still present today, with a number of his buildings still being around in the core of Hesper Village. He really was a man of vision, and worthy of all the honors and recognition, recognition he has received. I hope you enjoyed learning more about one of the most prominent figures in local history. I will look to uh, dive more into Hesper's history after Jacob in a future episode. For this week's book recommendation, I have to recommend Jim Quantrell's A Part of Our Past. It's been a key source for me in this episode, and I've said many times before, it's a great um, source for anyone looking to get started with local history. It's available at the local libraries for anyone looking to check it out. So thanks again for listening to another episode of the Archives Guide podcast. If you haven't already, give the podcast a follow, as it is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbeam, and wherever you get your uh, podcasts from. It's also, um, we're also on Facebook um, and Instagram, so if you get a chance, give us a follow on there as well. Next time, we're going to look at the early um, history of my neck of the woods, Preston. Another German settlement, but with an English name? That's weird. Join me next time. I always look, I always look into why that is, and as we continue to explore our story.